I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In Star Trek, there is a huge number of background actors who walk around and look busy while the main cast deliver their lines. Occasionally, they'll say a word or two, but they're mostly just there to make the scenery feel alive. Because the Trek universe is so meticulously detailed, many of these background actors even have an entire fleshed-out backstory. Some are just there to make a funny reference or a nod to the fanbase, though, and a few started in the background only to become more important to the story later. With that in mind, then, I'm Ellie with Trek Culture, and let's take a look at 10 background Star Trek actors more important than you think. Number 10. Tarek Ergin as Lieutenant Ayala Lieutenant Ayala was one of the most interesting characters on Voyager, but rarely got any speaking lines. He was Chakotay's right-hand man aboard their Marquis Raider the Valjean before it was destroyed and the Marquis crew were forced to integrate with Voyager. He shows up in the background of tons of episodes, for example, at the funeral in Alliances as well as the holodeck Luau in Alter Ego, and many, many more. What's weird about Ayala is that despite seeing him so often, he almost never speaks. This is even weirder when you consider that he went from being a high-ranking member of a violent protest group to a lieutenant on a starship, apparently ending his friendship with Chakotay in the process as they never speak privately again. Perhaps he simply keeps quiet because he resents the crew, either because Janeway took away his command power or because he still holds harsh feelings against Starfleet for fighting the Marquis. That quiet, no-nonsense face says a lot more when you know Ayala's history. Tarek does a great job of making him seem like he's going along with the ride on Voyager, but only because he has no other option. Number 9. Tom Kenny as Quimp The beloved voice actor Tom Kenny, famous for portraying SpongeBob SquarePants, appears in the Star Trek Lower Decks episode M-Voice as a Ferengi named Quimp. Quimp was actually hired by Ensign Mariner to pretend to mug her and Ensign Boimler in an attempt to teach Boimler to stand up for himself. When talking to Mariner in his normal voice after the staged mugging, Quimp acts much like the Ferengi we see in Deep Space Nine. Slightly creepy and mischievous, but overall still approachable. However, when putting on his act with Boimler, he talks and behaves much more like the original Ferengi we saw in the Next Generation episode, The Last Outpost. This was the first appearance of the Ferengi, who were at first incredibly unapproachable and downright evil-looking. The Ferengi culture was retconned later in the franchise when it was decided that they would not be main villains to Starfleet, but rather in an uneasy alliance. Tom Kenny does an excellent job portraying both versions of the Ferengi, and the inclusion of Quimp's evil Ferengi act is a lovely callback to the next generation. Number 8. Uncredited male actor as officer in a skirt uniform 
Star Trek The Original Series was a groundbreaking show for promoting gender equality in many ways, though one thing it has been criticized for is the revealing uniforms of female officers. The overwhelming majority of female officers wore a miniskirt that was practically as short as it could be, while the male officers wore pants and a shirt. Star Trek dealt with this problem beautifully. Rather than apologize for the short skirts, the writers of The Next Generation decided to include both women and men in skirt uniforms, showing once and for that which uniform you choose to wear was all a matter of personal preference and most men simply chose not to wear the skirt. It's great to know that Starfleet skirts were simply a fashion trend for female officers rather than a sexist obligation. Male background actors appear in skirt uniforms several times in the early episodes of The Next Generation before the uniforms update and phase out the skirts entirely. Though, sadly, none of the men in the main cast ever sport one. This is unfortunate because if any man in Starfleet can rock a skirt, it's Riker. Number 7. Trisha O'Neill as Kurak Star Trek often has a problem of portraying alien species as monocultures, meaning there is little to no diversity in the general behavior of different groups in the species. Generally, most Vulcans are logical and reject emotion, most Ferengi greedy and sexist, and most Klingons bloodthirsty warriors. The Klingons seem to get the worst of this treatment. There are barely any appearances of Klingons who are not either warriors or in politics, or most commonly, both. This is why it was amazing to see Trisha O'Neill in the next generation Generation episode Suspicions, playing Kurak, a Klingon warp field specialist. Kurak was the first on-screen Klingon scientist and helped to make Star Trek's aliens feel less one-dimensional. Trisha was familiar with past Klingon performances in Trek and used them as examples, combining the over-the-top abrasive nature of the Klingons with a genuine love of science and a profound intellect. This performance alone makes the Klingon society much more believable, as it shows that while all Klingons may have a certain temper to them and a general toughness, they still need their scientists. Number 6. Bruce Hyde as Lieutenant Riley Lieutenant Kevin Riley served aboard Kirk's Enterprise during the original series. The character first appeared in the episode The Naked Time, as one of the first members of the crew to succumb to a shipwide disease that caused people to act as if they were drunk. Somehow in this state, he single-handedly managed to commandeer the engineering section and reroute all ship controls to his own terminal, putting the whole ship under his control, all while proclaiming himself Captain Kevin Thomas Riley and singing loudly over the ship's speakers. However, his story gets even weirder. He appears one more time in the episode The Conscience of the King, where we learn that his family was tragically killed by a Thanos-like villain named Kodos the Executioner, who murdered half the population of Riley's homeworld to preserve food supplies. Kirk apparently also lived on this world at the time, and the two share a strange, tragic bond because of it. Bruce was originally given a different name in this episode, but when the writers realized that it was him playing the role, they changed the scripts to match his original character, giving an otherwise generic crewman a more profound history and fellowship with Kirk. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Number 5. Jason Matthew Smith as Hendorf Most fans don't know that the Starfleet cadet Hendorf, who got in a bar fight with Kirk in 2009's Star Trek film, was actually a minor background character from the original series. In the original Star Trek timeline, Hendorf appeared in the episode The Apple as a red shirt who was killed by a poisonous plant. Both Kirk and Scotty seem deeply saddened by Hendorf's death, and it's clear that they really respected him. In the alternate timeline created in the 2009 film, Hendorf starts off as an adversary to Kirk, first during their bar fight, then later in the movie when he is sent by Captain Pike to apprehend Kirk in the engineering section of the Enterprise. Interestingly, through a series of convoluted and unlikely events, Hendorf eventually ends up serving as a lieutenant under Kirk in this universe as well. Number 4. Uncredited Actors as the Original Series Klingons in Deep Space Nine when Star Trek redesigned the look of the Klingons in 1979 with the release of the motion picture, many fans believed they would never get an explanation for these changes. Flash forward to the Deep Space Nine original series crossover episode Trials and Tribulations and we get to see Worf, a modern Klingon, react to their appearance. This only deepened the mystery as Worf seemed disgusted by the sight of them and proclaimed, we do not discuss it with outsiders. Nowadays, thanks to Star Trek Enterprise, we now know that the true reason why the original series Klingons looked so similar to humans was because a genetically modified virus created using human DNA got loose in Klingon society. But at the time, this became one of the most hotly debated mysteries in Star Trek. These three uncredited actors from the 60s didn't know it, but almost three decades later, they would be the first ever official confirmation that the original series look of the Klingons was truly canon, which opened the door for countless fan theories before being explained in Enterprise. Number 3. Licia Naff as Ensign Gomez most Star Trek fans won't remember the name Ensign Sonia Gomez, but they may recall the awkward young engineering officer who accidentally spilled hot chocolate on Captain Picard in the episode Q Who, right before they encountered the Borg for the first time. Her name was Ensign Gomez, and she was originally intended by the writers to be a love interest for Geordi. However, Alicia was never told of this, so she didn't play the character with that in mind. She instead played Gomez as an excited, highly nervous Starfleet newbie 
Bobby, who was just happy to be aboard a ship as amazing as the Enterprise, a much more fun and realistic take for the character. Licia's portrayal of Ensign Gomez led to the writers scrapping the romance plot, but recently, the writers of Lower Decks decided that they liked her performance on The Next Generation so much that they wanted to bring her back for the cartoon and finally give her character the development she deserved. By the time Lower Decks is set, Sonia is now captain of the starship Archimedes. Frankly, it's fitting that she would get this payoff in Lower Decks of all shows, as Ensign Gomez surely was among the lower ranks of the Enterprise and would probably fit right in with Mariner and Boimler. Number 2. Majel Barrett Roddenberry as Nurse Chapel, the computer voice, and more. Majel Barrett Roddenberry was married to Star Trek's creator Gene Roddenberry from 1969 until his passing in 1991. This, combined with her involvement in turning Trek into what it is today, has earned her the title among fans as the First Lady of Star Trek. She first appeared on Star Trek in the very first episode of the original series, The Cage, the only episode to feature a different crew, apart from Spock. Under the command of Captain Pike, Majel played the first officer, but when producers decided to get rid of her and most of the rest of the cast, she returned in a blonde wig to play the recurring side character Nurse Chapel. She also provided the voice of the Enterprises and Voyager's computers, perfectly nailing the robotic, Siri-like tone. Along with playing a number of other smaller roles in Star Trek, including the incredible Luaxana Troy, mother of Deanna Troy, Majel also directly helped Jean brainstorm ideas. There's really no telling how much of Star Trek was thought of or inspired by Michelle. Number 1. Michael Horton as Lieutenant Daniels in 2372, after the events of Star Trek Generations, Lieutenant Worf was transferred to Deep Space Nine, leaving the position of security chief on the Enterprise E open. This role ended up being given to Lieutenant Daniels, who served under Picard from at least 2373 to 2375. Unfortunately for Daniels, he never got the attention he deserved, due to Worf miraculously showing up to replace him in all of the last three Next Generation movies. In First Contact, Worf was beamed aboard the Enterprise during the battle with the Borg Cube. In Insurrection, he just happened to be in the neighborhood, and in Nemesis, he was attending Riker and Troy's wedding and got caught up in their adventure. In every movie, Lieutenant Daniels missed his chance in the spotlight due to Worf's absolutely perfect timing. Daniels really deserves more credit. He and his security team spent the majority of first contact holding back the Borg. When Picard ordered him back into combat, even after their weapons became useless, he obeyed without a question, working hard to defend the ship, buying time for Picard and Lily to argue about philosophy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.